الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاه والسلام على من لا نبي بعده اما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان نحن نزلنا الذكر وانا له لحافظون فقال تبارك وتعالى ورتل القران ترتيلا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم من تعلم القران وعلمه وكما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العزيز الحكيم ريسبكتد علماء الكرام بلفد elders and brothers in islam alhamdulillah it is the great fadl and the bounty of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it possible for us to gather in such a gathering where in the mention of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam will take place no doubt this is a very mubarak and blessed gathering and indeed we have gathered to also commemorate and to sanctify the kalam of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is the quran kareem we have gathered for no other reason there is no other worldly benefit to be attained from tonight's program so each one sitting here alhamdulillah this is a sign of your ikhlas and it is a sign that you have come here for this for this qira jalsa solely for the purpose of the love of the quran kareem we make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that allah accepts your coming allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives each and every one of us the full benefit from these such of programs inshallah on behalf of the community of wisbel we would like to offer a profound gratitude to darul ihsan for hosting such a program in our locality alhamdulillah no doubt these programs are a source of barakah and blessing for our community and with regards to my participation in this program this is i find it uh, very inappropriate in the you know among the galaxy of ulama that are present over here however it is the order of our elders and we make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspires me with the ikhlas that you sit here with that to be of benefit to myself inshallah and to to the listeners as well with the regards to sorry to, sorry to disturb this is a car blocking md28679 so toyota md28 Six seven nine. You are blo- blocking somebody that needs to leave. Please remove that car. Jazakallah. Among the many objectives that such programs hold, Alhamdulillah, it is a opportunity for us to re-evaluate our connection and link with the Quran Karim. No doubt, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. has given many instances for example the big nights that we have when it comes to the month of rabiul awwal then indeed is an, it is a time for us to analyze our relationship with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam at the night of miraj just passed this is an occasion for us now to reevaluate our connection with salah 
is salah a cornerstone or to what degree is salah alive in my life? So we find these opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us and that often we you know, live life as we say in the fast lane. We are, we are moving so fast through life from one country to the next country we are traveling and often we find ourselves that we are so engrossed in our worldly commitments that we often don't find the time to slow down. We don't find the time to slow down and analyze and evaluate our connection with deen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this opportunity as this Qiraj Jalsa to re-evaluate our connection with the Qur'an. We know very shortly, inshallah, we will be entering, entering the month of Ramadan, which is the month of the Qur'an. This is an ideal opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us to re-evaluate our connection with the Qur'an. How, of what importance do I give to the Qur'an Kareem? How much of the Qur'an Kareem is in, in my life? Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, when asked about the character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she summarized it saying that, if you want to know the character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then all you need to do is look into the Qur'an and you will find the character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The question I ask myself and every one of us is that are we, are we after that ideal where I can say that the, that the Qur'an is also my character as well. So we need to evaluate, we need to evaluate our connection with the Qur'an Kareem. Inshallah to begin with the nice proceedings, inshallah, we call upon Hazrat Qari Abdul Aziz who is the principal of Madrasa Tartil Quran and Qari Sahib is also the uh, student of uh, the famous Qari and the Ustad Qari Ayyub Ishaq Sahib. Nobody has the courage to do this, even for this system. Somebody thought that well, what I'll do is I will lock the door from the outside so you not be able to leave unless you make salah at home. Nobody knew who السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. من الشيطان الرجيم. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. Dragging on the floor, but in that condition too, with the support of two people who came to the masjid. And you're going to stop me from going to the masjid. يا أيها الناس غلب مثل فاستمعوا. إن الذين تدعون من دون الله يخلقون 
And this is an aspect about from the Akadi's lives. We learn. The support of two people and with his feet dragging on the floor, but he still came to the masjid to perform his salah in the masjid.
وافعلوا الخير لعلكم تفلحون وجاهدوا في الله حق جهاده وجاهدوا في الله حق جهاده يا أيها الذين آمنوا اركعوا واسجدوا وجاهدوا في الله حق جهاده هو اجتباكم وما جعل عليكم في الدين من حرج تأبيكم إبراهيم هو سم ماكم المسلمين هو سماكم المسلمين من قبل وفي هذا عليكم وتكونوا شهداء
فأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة واعتصموا بالله هو مولاكم هو مولاكم فنعم المولى ونعم النصير هو سماكم وجاهدوا في الله حق جهاده هو اجتباكم وما جعل عليكم في الدين من حرج ملة أبيكم إبراهيم هو سماكم المسلمين من قبل وفي هذا ليكون الرسول شهيدا عليكم وتكونوا شهداء وتكونوا شهداء على الناس فأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة واعتصموا بالله هو مولاكم فنعم المولى ونعم
of a of an alim, in terms of a qadi, in terms of such a person who is an expert in the Quran Karim. This is the of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make every locality, every masjid as an alim, as a qari, who will only be too happy to teach us and will only be too happy to assist us with regards to our tajweed. In the, the verse that I recited at the beginning of the khutbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned Warukhil in Quran and Tawtila. And Allah explained to us that here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's message to us is that when we recite the Quran Kareem, we need to recite the Quran Kareem with the correct tajweed, with the correct pronunciation. And uh, it is for this reason that the objective also of such programs is to enliven us, enliven within us the need and the desire to re-look at our Quran citation. How can we improve it? How can we follow the feet of this Torah so that they can assist us with regards to the Quran citation of the Quran Kareem? Inshallah, now we will call upon Hazrat Ali Yusuf Tisaita, who is the Imam of Masjid al-Jur in Ashraf, Kaisal is also the principal of Taqwa uh, Boys School, and also the Khalifa of أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد صدق الله رسوله بالحق لقد صدق الله رسوله
Why the 
Yeah, I know. 
ربنا إنك من تدخل النار فقد أخزيته وما للظالمين من
Rabbana faghfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyiyatina wa tawaffana ma'ala وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والضحى والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى 
Inshallah, I will try and be very brief. The object is not any lengthy discussion. Alhamdulillah, it's a love of the Quran Sharif that has gathered us here. And it is a love of the Quran Sharif that has kept everybody sitting very attentively. May Allah wa ta'ala increase this love. May Allah wa ta'ala make it a means of us truly becoming those who love the Quran Sharif. In this ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, Allah Ta'ala says, This ayat primarily is referring to those Ahl Kitab 
who truly took to the Torah, to the Yehud actually, who took to the Torah. But this ayat, according to many Mufassirin, is not confined to that application. And all the ayats of the Quran Sharif are for us. So Allah Ta'ala is saying to us that those who take onto this Quran Sharif, Yatlunahu haqqa tilawati. We have heard the word tilawat repeatedly. Tilawat, one is the meaning of tilawat is recitation. Qiraat also means recitation. But there is a very big difference between qiraat and tilawat. If a person is reading a book, any book, in Arabic it can be mentioned as and it can be described as that qara al-kitab, that he read the book. But any book besides the Quran Sharif, the word tilawat does not apply to it. Tilawat is something that is specially used to describe the recitation of the Quran Sharif. Now what is this difference between tilawat and qiraat? Qiraat, as we just heard, to read, to recite, you read the book, very well, that's qiraat. But tilawat is one beyond that. And in tilawat, the meaning that is included in it is following what is being recited. Following. And this following of the Quran Sharif, this is what the meaning, which meaning is included in this word tilawat. Allah Ta'ala is saying, الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابَ يَتْلُونَهُ حَقَّ تِلَاوَتِ that those whom we have given this Qur'an to, they fulfill the rights of, his, of its tilawat. They make tilawat of it in such a way that they fulfill the rights of the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. What are the rights of the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif? One is the very recitation itself. Then the recitation, not in just any manner. The Qur'an is the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. So the recitation of the Qur'an Sharif with Tajweed. Al-Akhdu bit-Tajweed hatmun lazimun Mallam yujawwidil Qur'ana athimun Person who doesn't decide with Tajweed, he will distort the meaning of the Qur'an Sharif and this will incur sin. So it is compulsory to also learn to recite the Qur'an Sharif correctly. And we spend ample time, great amount of time in so many things, futile things. If we take just five minutes a day, five minutes a day and go to somebody who has who has the ability to recite the Quran Sharif correctly, some Hafizab in our community, some Qadisab is available, some Alim in the community, take five minutes a day. Inshallah within one or two months we'll be reciting the Quran Sharif correctly. And this is the right of the Quran Sharif. This part of this ayat, then part of this rites of tilawat is fulfilling the aspect of adab and respect for the Quran Sharif. Unfortunately, this is something which is being greatly compromised. The respect of the Quran Sharif, once upon a time, the elder folk would remember that how the Qur'an Sharif was respected very greatly. 
there was no other way of carrying the Qur'an Sharif but on the chest. And as time passed, now the Qur'an Sharif is behind the back in some haversack. Allah forbid. Once Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala now this is something which it is for the Muftis to be consulted on this. But in any case, this is a lesson in terms of adab on a broad level. Hazrat Umar saw one person with a very, very small script of the Qur'an Sharif. It was all done by hand. He had transcribed the Qur'an Sharif, copied it. It was all copied from one copy to the other by hand. So for his convenience, whatever it was, he put it in very fine scripts. Hazrat Umar saw this. Hazrat Umar lashed him. And he said, you are beginning to disrespect the Qur'an Sharif. Now, where does this fit in? What, what is the disrespect? Because Umar ta'ala was not just any person. He was that person who was blessed with that insight that Nabi Wasallam made that declaration, Umar. Had they been a Nabi after me, it would have been Umar. Nabi Wasallam said in the previous Ummads, there used to be Muhaddad, people who used to be divinely inspired. In my ummah, if there is a person who is divinely inspired, it's Umar. Now, that fine script, it is easy to carry it just anyway. Easy to put it just anywhere. And that compromises the respect of the Qur'an Sharif. So already Umar set that foundation. That look, even the size of the Qur'an Sharif will count. Now this doesn't mean that if any Qur'an Sharif is now printed small, it's haram to recite in it, it's not permissible to use it. But then it will require additional care of how it's held, how it's carried, where it's kept. Now that, at the same time, brings us to another subject, which again is not a fatwa issue. This is not a fatwa issue, this is just something to bear in mind. That the Qur'an app on the phone, is it appropriate? In terms, from the angle of Adam, many a times, it has been noticed a person is reciting the Qur'an Sharif, then he just barely switches that off, and then he's on his social media, and then anything and everything is coming along. It is like, between the pages of the Qur'an Sharif, anything and everything else is coming. Then it finally switched off, from the fatwa point of view, if that is switched off, then there is the latitude in it, that a person can now put it in his pocket, but subconsciously the Qur'an was just put in the pocket on his, alongside his waist, and he's walking around. In time, Allah forbid, this is going to lead to gross disrespect in the next generation. This generation saw people holding the Qur'an Sharif on their chests. The current generation is seeing the Qur'an Sharif in the side pockets. Though, from a fatwa point of view, again, repeatedly I'm saying, that from the fatwa point of view, if that is close, that is not visible on the screen, the muftis will tell you that it's permissible. That's a fatwa. But the long term, is this setting the foundation for the disrespect of the Qur'an Sharif, is something for us to think about. So this is also part of this requirement, then there are various other rights of the Qur'an Sharif, the time is very limited, we're not going to go into those details, we already gave the discount up front, so it's not ethical now to go against that. But 
just to discuss one or two things more. In one narration, Hazrat Jundu radiallahu ta'ala no states that ta'allam, he says we were young boys in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And we were learning from him. And he says, ta'allamna al-iman, thumma ta'allamna al-Qur'an. He says, we learned Iman, Summa ta'allamna al-Qur'an, and thereafter we learned the Qur'an Sharif. And then he further says, that fa'idha ta'allamna al-Qur'an is dadna Iman. After having learned Iman first, and then we learned the Qur'an Sharif, now when we learn the Qur'an Sharif, after having learned Iman, the learning of the Qur'an Sharif itself increased our Iman further. Now what is this? We learned Iman first and then we learned the Qur'an Sharif. Does it mean that till a person hasn't gained some great level in taqwa then it's not permissible for him to start hymns of the Qur'an Sharif or anything? Well, that's not what it means. But there's a very very deep lesson for one and all. Whether a person is becoming a Hafiz of the Qur'an Sharif, whether he is a Hafiz, whether he is anybody, but there's a very deep lesson in this. The Qur'an Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, ذَٰلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِي هُدَلْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ That this is guidance for those who want to acquire taqwa. For those who, this is the cause. The person who wants to gain the level of taqwa, this is the cause that he has to follow. And then there's other meaning in it too. That those who will truly benefit from this Qur'an Sharif are the people who have this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Now this ta'allam al-iman, it means that this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala was now developed in us. Now when we read the Qur'an Sharif, we learned the Qur'an Sharif, the command of Salah we read and learned, then that was already in our life. Now it's not possible that a person on the one side is learning the Qur'an Sharif, but then there's no Salah in his life. That the Qur'an Sharif is talking about the prohibition of intoxicants, it's not possible that a person is learning the Qur'an Sharif also and side by side is in some indulging in some intoxicant as well. The Qur'an Sharif is talking about various laws of deen. Say to the believing men to lower their gazes. So now that was in the light. Because that we had learned Iman. We had learned the consciousness of Allah. We had learned Yaqeen and Tawakkul. We had learned whatever the Qur'an Sharif, the, the message of the Qur'an Sharif. Otherwise, if this now, this is something to happen all the time for each one of us side by side. There isn't a time that anybody can claim, well now I've learned Imam, this was a Sahaba. For us, there won't be such a time that we can stop and claim, I've now learned Imam, so now I can start learning the Qur'an Sharif. It'll have to happen side by side. But this must happen side by side. Otherwise, sometimes the day will be spent learning Qur'an Sharif, and then those very hands which held the Qur'an Sharif for hours during that day, those very fingers that were turning the pages of the Qur'an Sharif, those hands will be holding that phone, will be holding that tablet that makes many people sick, will be holding so many devices, and that very hand which was holding the Qur'an Sharif will now be holding something to support haram. Those very page, fingers that were turning the pages of the Qur'an Sharif 
will be flipping the pages of Haram. And those eyes that spent hours looking at the words of the Quran Sharif will now be looking at Haram and filth and dirt. And the person will think nothing about it and the next day the same cycle will carry on. So this ta'allamna al-Iman, summa ta'allamna al-Quran, we will have to also do this side by side. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, among the maqasid of his nubuwat, the primary functions of his prophethood, Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala describes in the Quran Sharif, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ That there are three maqasid and three objectives that Nabi Sallallahu was given to fulfill. Three functions of nubuwat. يَتْلُوْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ Hazrat Hamid Rahmatullah explains this to be da'wat. That by means of reciting the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu invited people towards Allah Ta'ala. And then when you zakki him, he purified them. And having done this, when you zakki him, when you al kitab wal hikmah, and then he taught them the Quran and the Sunnah. Now this tazkiyah, this inner purification, this cleanliness of the heart, this purifying of the heart from all the evils of lust and from the evil qualities that lurk within it, the pride, the malice, the jealousy, the arrogance, the love of the ego, the miserliness, and all the other evils that lurk in the heart, the purification of this. Now this, in this particular ayat, the tarteeb and sequence, after having invited them, the purification, and then ta'aleem of the Quran and Sunnah. One person came to one Buzro, and as many things sometimes are just customary, which should not be the case, it should not be just customary. We often now, sometimes as a custom now, we ask for some nasihat, where there's things that are just become customary, the benefit gets lost. Sometimes, for example, hadiyah is sunnah, to give an hadiyah, to exchange gifts, this is something encouraging the hadith sharif. Tahado, tahabbu, exchange gifts to one another, this will increase muhabbat. But as long as it doesn't become a custom, when it becomes a customary thing, let alone create muhabbat, it will become a means of that muhabbat being lost. Now it becomes a customary thing. If there's something happening, there's some function, or somebody's child was born, as a customary thing, now I'll have to give something. So now when that becomes, it becomes a customary thing, then there'll be comments on it also. But this person gave this only. Now that was supposed to be something to create muhabbat, it already now became a problem. One person went to visit one Buzuru. And on the way he thought to himself, now in these olden days in India, and he thought to himself that I should have taken some hadiyah along, it's sunnah to present the hadiyah, but I didn't take anything, any case now he's already walking en route. So while en route now this thought came to his mind, so now what does he do? So there were a lot of twigs that had fallen from the trees, dry twigs. So he picked up those dry twigs and bundled it up. And he put that bundle on his shoulder and carried on. Thinking to himself, well people, that was how they, everything happened by lighting a fire, they had to cook their food, they had to light a fire, whatever. So he will, this will be of use to him. Now imagine these dry twigs picked up from the side of the road, anybody seeing this also can 
immediately understand that the muskamal hai. This is something this person picked up for nothing. Anybody can understand that. And he also knows that anybody can understand this. So what riya can they be in such a gift? What kind of riya can ever creep into such a gift that everybody knows this came for nothing? Any case, he brought this along and came. Now this person was, this Buzuruk was ill, so he came to visit him. He came, finally, greeted him, sat down. And then he presented that this is the hadiah I brought. This Buzuruk accepted the hadiah and then he called his khadim. And he said to him, look, take this bundle and put it away one side. He says, keep this aside. He said, the day I pass away, the water for my ghusl will have to be heated, that is the thing to heat the water, so you light the fire by using these sticks. I have hope that with the ikhlas with which this has been presented, inshallah my maghfirat will get made. Now this is the effect of the ikhlas. And this comes from the purity of the heart. When the heart is clean of all this malice and jealousy, and hatred and all the other, the love of the ego and the love of dunya. And now in the Quran Sharif will be learned with this cleanliness of the heart. When the Quran Sharif will be recited with the cleanliness of this heart. Then there will be something else. We're talking about this Buzur, this person came, but just as we said now, many times it's customary now, ask for some nasihat. But that nasihat will truly have an effect when it's asked with talab and ikhlas. So in any case, he asked for Masihat. So the Buzuk said to him, wash dishes. He started thinking, what I'm asking, what is he saying? Did he fall asleep or was he sleep talking? Maybe his fever has gone too high. He's just saying something in that fever. So after a while now, it just didn't, nothing came to mind. What is this all about? Eventually he came and he asked, I didn't understand, what is this? I asked for some nasihat, and all you said is wash dishes, now where does this fit in? So he said to him, think for yourself, think carefully. He said, when you wash dishes, what do you do? How do you wash it? What do you wash? He said, well, you wash a dish, you wash a dish. He said, okay, what do you wash? Thoroughly. The inside of that dish or the outside? You've used the plate. The exposed surface or what is underneath? He says, well, obviously the inside of it, because that was what was used, that was what was soiled in some way. So that is what will be washed thoroughly. The outside is just a little bit, you just rinse it, be fine, the suffice. He says, but that's your nasihat. That is your nasihat. That take more care of the inside, the bathroom. Be more worried and concerned about purifying your inner self. Your whole concern is about your outer self. You're trying to give words to yourself by means of what you have on the outside. What kind of phone a person has that is meant to give him some kind of position and status. What kind of car he drives that is expected to give some kind of position. What kind of shoes the person wears, what brand label he has, or how much of muscles he might be showing. Now these are the things that are expected to be giving some kind of status and position or making a person worthwhile in some way. Whereas all these things are of no benefit when a person, especially when his eyes closed and he will go into the cupboard, then that is obviously of no benefit there, 
Even in dunya also, it gives no benefit in terms of any real position and status. That is just, in front of us people will say something just to make us happy. Behind us they say, look at this person, how he's boasting and carrying on for himself. So the real thing is to clean the inside, to make an effort on the inside. And while this clean heart, when the Qur'an Sharif is recited with this clean heart, it will bring a different effect. The very recitation of the Qur'an Sharif itself is a means of cleaning this heart. So there isn't this type of situation that we can ever make an excuse for ourselves, that I will start reading the Qur'an Sharif and my heart is clean. I got a very filthy heart now. No, then I have to start reading the Qur'an Sharif earnestly now to clean my heart. And this is something that should be a part and parcel of a mu'min's life daily. Now, the month of Ramadan is barely just days away, some 30 odd days away. We should now already be building up the momentum for the month of Ramadan. When there is some big occasion coming in our home, the preparation starts long in advance. This is now the thing we should be doing for the month of Ramadan, preparing from now. This is a month which we can never imagine the greatness of this month. Those who knew it, there were those Ahlullah regarding whom it is mentioned in the kitabs, that six months after Ramadan, they were still in this kind of grief that how they didn't use it correctly. And then six months before the next Ramadan, whatever time was left, they already started preparing for the next Ramadan. Now we have one month left. So that one month, the minimum preparation number one, from now, from today, daily, at least half a minute, one minute of sincere Tawbah. Because the month of Ramadan is a month of Taqwa, the first step of Taqwa is Tawbah. So sincerely, we start off with half a minute and one minute and build it up to several minutes. Sincerely repenting to Allah wa Ta'ala, begging for forgiveness for our sins, and begging Allah Ta'ala's help to remain far away from all the sins. Allah Ta'ala says that forsake the external sins and the internal sins. If somebody, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, if somebody is involved in drug taking, is involved in taking some intoxicant, everybody will be disgusted and rightly so. But just as we, have, we are disgusted at the action, we should never look down at the person. Allah knows best tomorrow what is the condition, our condition and his condition. What Toba he might make and way he might reach, we can never imagine. So we will definitely look down at the action but not at the person. But we are disgusted at his, at the drug taking, then rightly so. But we should be equally disgusted at the sins that lurk inside our hearts. We should be equally disgusted at our pride. We should be equally disgusted at the malice within us. We should be equally disgusted. In fact, these are worse sins. In one hadith sharif, uh, Abu Zar he is with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu is saying that The person who says La ilaha illallah he'll enter Jannah. Now what this means is very clear. And in other words, he will certainly enter Jannah if he passed away on that Imam. Allah forbid if he has to end up in Jahannam also due to his sins, he will still finally go to Jannah. Abu Zarr didn't immediately grasp that. He thought the reference was that directly he will go regardless of anything. 
So he asked, in zana, in saraka? Even if this person committed zina, he committed theft, he'll go to Jannah. Nabi Islam says, in zana, in saraka? Yes, even then. Second time he asked, even then? Yes, even then. The third time, in zana, in saraka? Nabi Islam says, in zana, in saraka? Ala ragmi anfi abi zarrin. Even if Abu Zar is not pleased with this, Abu Zar doesn't want this to happen, it will happen. Now, obviously, the meaning is clear that he will definitely go to Jannah, if not immediately because he repented, Allah Ta'ala forgave him, and he will go via Jannah, but he will still certainly go one day. But the way in which this has been expressed is something that also gives us that one level of this, this crime. And then there's another crime. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال حبة من خردل من كبر That person won't enter Jannah who has pride to the extent of a mustard seed. The meaning here also is the same. The meaning here also is the same that he will not enter Jannah until he has been cleansed. Then he will eventually enter Jannah if he passed away on Iman. Both will enter Jannah. But the manner of expression is worlds apart. The Muhaddisin explained this is to give us the reality that this external sin, very serious. This internal sin, even worse. We generally look at these external sins with a lot of disgust, and rightly so. Because it is serious. But then what's lurking within ourselves, we don't take time to look at that. We don't take time to cleanse our hearts of that evil of that haram lust that has crept in, that is destroying our iman, destroying our haya, of that pride, of the jealousy, of the malice, of all the other things that work in the heart. So this is that tazkiyah. And this is that what we have to go to in the company of the Ahlullah, in the pious, company of the pious, and not just for the sake of just passing some time, oh, well, we'll hear something and carry on, but to communicate our situation, take advice, and cleanse our hearts from all these maladies, and then that ayat of the Quran Sharif will recite, there will be something else we will gain out of it. So this one month that we have before Ramadan, this is a time now we should be earnestly preparing for this Mubarak month, daily istighfar, tawbah, daily tilawat of the Quran Sharif from now. Unfortunately, the tilawat of the Quran Sharif is slowly dying out. Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. There was a time when the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif was well alive in the masajid, in homes, anywhere. But unfortunately now, social media has taken its place, so many other things have taken its place. There's hours to spend in all this, but to recite the Qur'an Sharif, I'm too busy. I just don't have the time. I just cannot make it. But I've got time to read the papers, I've got time to see the news, I've got time to know what's happening in every corner of the world, but I haven't got time for the Qur'an Sharif. So now from today, let us make that from Azam. And something that starts off today will inshallah carry on. If we leave it for tomorrow, then often it becomes like that board in some shops. That cash today, credit tomorrow. So now the person comes tomorrow, he sees that same board again. That cash today, credit tomorrow. Qiyamah will come away, that tomorrow won't come. So now if we leave it for tomorrow, that tomorrow might never come. Let us inshallah tonight, before we go to bed, at least recite one page. At least half a page for a start. Maybe we might forget before we get home, before we leave the masjid, read half a page. We might know some part of the Qur'an Sharif by heart, just from memory recited, as part of our start of tilawat, if we haven't started yet. 
and some zikr daily. Taking the name of Allah this is the purification of this heart. This is the tazkiyah. This is what's going to help us to purify this heart. Some zikr, some tazbihat, some istighfar. The third kalima, durud sharif, la ilaha illallah, some zikr daily, few minutes, five minutes daily. Again, so much of time we have for so many things, but five minutes to take the name of Allah Ta'ala. So, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, some zikr, istighfar, and dua daily. Begging for ourselves, begging for our families, and begging for the entire ummah. Let us consider today the whole day has passed. How many minutes of this day has gone in dua? And how much of this day has gone in actually begging of people? We're begging for an order on the phone. Please now, just take this now, and next time we'll worry about it now. Just for now, this time, just buy this. We're begging for that order. We're begging from people for what not. We're begging somebody for that loan. We're begging somebody to give us that discount. Inshallah, our discount also is done. Now wrapping up. We're begging for that discount. We're begging for, but we haven't begged from Allah. So daily some time for dua, these four things. Inshallah, daily some toba, istighfar, some tasbihat, some tilawat of the Quran Sharif, and some time in dua daily. And inshallah, to build this momentum as we get closer to Ramadan. And inshallah, if we do this from now, we'll find that this Ramadan will be something different. And this will be a Ramadan that will bring a lasting benefit. The benefit and the yardstick to judge what the benefit is, the yardstick to judge to what extent our amal were accepted. A person has passed the month of Ramadan, a person went for Hajj, a person went for Umrah. What is the yardstick? The yardstick is the time after. The person came back from Hajj, came back from Umrah, it's now after Ramadan, is his life better than what it was before Hajj? Is his life better than what it was before the Umrah? Is his life after Ramadan better than what it was before Ramadan? And this is the yardstick and the sign that inshallah this amal was accepted. So let us now start from now and inshallah by the time the Mubarak month comes, inshallah this would be the case that with the fuzzle of Allah wa ta'ala, our lives would have turned for the better. We would have got closer to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala and become his true servants. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk. Anta kama atmita ala nusik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. Rabbana walamna anfusana. Walamna anfusana. ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجتها ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى 
اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى show your maghfirat on the ummah ya allah allah remove the suffering of the ummah ya allah remove the hardships on the ummah ya allah allah throughout the world wherever the muslims are suffering remove the suffering ya allah allah the muslims wherever they are being oppressed ya allah remove the oppression from them ya allah allah hold back the hands of the oppressors ya allah grant them hidayat as well ya allah allah hidayat is not decreed for them ya allah wipe them out from the face of this earth ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah grant us complete and total hidayat ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah ya allah grant us a tawfiq of reciting in the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make every recitation of every letter means of Hidayat for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with the nur of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill every limb of ours with the ya Allah, amal of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, let our eyes be in sub- ya Allah, according to the commands of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Let our ears and tongue be according to the commands of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Let our hands and feet function according to the commands of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, on the day of Qiyamah, make the Quran Sharif a testimony on our behalf, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from that situation that the Quran testifies against us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Grant us your love, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant us the love of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of the Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the ways of Yahud and Nasara from our lives, Ya Allah. Grant us the amal, the topic of making amal upon the Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have passed away, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the time of all that take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Allah, make our qabr gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the azab of the qabr, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannah to fill those without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those are sick, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Remove every taste of their illnesses, Ya Allah. Allah, all those in any difficulties and hardships, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, those in financial problems, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every drop in every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Save us from all the sin, Ya Allah. Allah, the only thing we got out of sin was misery, Ya Allah. The only thing we got out of sin was, Ya Allah. Allah, we became distant from you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from every haram, Ya Allah. Allah, bring us close to you again, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the nur of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five times Salah with Jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our Salah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who are present, Ya Allah. All those who ask us to make dua for them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have raised their hands to this dua. Ya Allah, you don't know each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's jai's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships with afiyat, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Tell all that we have asked for, Ya Allah, grant us, Ya Allah. Whatever we have not asked for and should have been asking, Ya Allah, give us without asking, Ya Allah. اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعود 
اعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله